This, my friend, is a pint. It comes in pints? Oh. I'm getting one. Chapter 3. They come in pints. <laughs> this is Spoilers. Uh, welcome to Spoilers. I'm Mikey, and I'll be your host tonight for part three of our Spoilers Fellowship of the Ring breakdown. It's a bit of a new thing we're trying out this month for a couple of shows, just because we appreciate this movie so much we wanted to give it a little bit of extra love and care. Uh, so we got a new crew tonight for uh, part three here. Hey. Since the Hobbit boys don't stop eating during this portion of the movie, what is your favorite <laughs> meal of the day? And we'll start with who hosted chap- uh, part two? That was Stevie, wasn't it? Yeah. who's part one uh josh you want to start off yeah um and maybe pappy we can give a quick shout out to stevie i'm not sure why he had to miss tonight he died he's he's dead oh my god (laughs) r.i.p r.i.s Stevie. all right then keep your secrets (laughs) (laughs) i my favorite meal today is probably Oh, I like 11sies, but maybe just like a little oh, bit early on 11sies, like a 10:30ish sort of breakfast brunch thing. 10:30sies. Uh, Pappy. Yep. Uh, this is Pappy, recording from Louisville, uh, Colorado. I, I'm also a big lunch guy. I'm usually not up early enough to eat breakfast or second breakfast, and uh, I'm pretty hungry by the time lunch rolls around. So I go with lunch. Brett. Uh, I'm going to have to go with dinner. I think dinner's usually the best. Wait, Brett, that's one answer. What about your second answer? Uh, <laughs> I, also like, I also like supper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking hate that word. Supper is just... Okay, there is a difference, right? They use that in the UK, I think, right? Supper is for old people. Supper. Dinner is for hip young people. Supper is for old people. Uh, this is Corey recording out of... Simi Valley, California, also known as Kylo Ren memes. This is a very strange question, Mikey. I, I mean, um, lunch. I, I, I don't know. What meal do I like the most? Like, what does that mean? Is this, Dude, they don't stop eating in this. I have 50 minutes, and they're eating for 25 minutes of my portion of the movie. I, I had to ask about food. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna say second breakfast because you know, second breakfast. Yeah, yeah. All right, who else we got? Mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, yeah, new guy. He's not a new guy. He's just on for this episode. Hey. You've seen him before. <laughs> You've heard his voice before. Jordan, what's going on? Hey, man. Uh, this is Jordan from uh, Durham, North Carolina. I would say like, I don't like the old like two thirty lunch, like a like an early supper. I guess oh. it's the best one. There's that oh word. God, like an afternoon tea. all right that was a wrong answer uh my name is mikey and i prefer breakfast i think it's the most important meal of the day you guys are wild uh but yeah we just got to do a quick recap here from where stevie left off don't want to start any trouble but uh we didn't have any time stamps last week so there's a bit of overlap It's like timestamps back on the menu, boys. <laughs> Look, for, for the listeners, the timestamps for this whole Lord of the Rings thing is big, a big point of contention among the group thread. Why is that why, why do you think Stevie's not here tonight? <laughs> I asked Josh about timestamps, and he's like, I really don't want to answer any more questions about timestamps. <laughs> what? 
why are you guys so opposed to timestamps? I don't understand. I did it. I just was asking a question. I asked about them. I was the one that prom- that prompted the question about timestamps in the first place. I wrote the outline. I, I just felt like it was up to the imagination where these segments slept on and off. And you guys made it so scientific. It was like pissing me off. Josh, we're not trying to like usurp your authority by putting timestamps. Like you did great. We're it's a good outline, but you're still Sauron. We're still your humble servants. I'm just saying because there was no timestamps. I'm just going to do a quick recap of what Stevie crossed over into my portion and we'll just speed through that real quick <laughs> i think stevie left off while sam and frodo are cooking up some spicy boys in the forest and they see some what else <laughs> spicy boys right after that um we get gandalf riding to isengard to warn saruman where he finds out that sauron is gaining power and Saruman is already kind of aligned himself with Sauron and they end up fighting each other. Which as a kid, uh, isn't that the most confusing thing? Sauron and Saruman? Like Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I didn't see yeah. it as a kid. <laughs> you weren't <True>. allowed or <laughs> what? No, because like we were older, Josh. Because I'm your age, <laughs> significantly. Oh older. man, I, f- I feel like teenagers are kids, but like, okay, as an adult, it's kind of confusing. Sauron versus Sauron, and it's almost like Jay Tolkien like picked these names at random, and even though they are so close, he just like stuck with it anyway. Yeah, because like without any context, you're like, oh, is that his dad or something? <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'm Sauron, this is my boy, Saruman. So Gandalf kind of gets his shit rocked here in the Tower of Isengard. Um, Josh, you want to kind of explain what happens to him and where he ends up after that fight? Yeah, Gandalf the Grey is going to see uh, Saruman the White to get his counsel because, like, all this stuff is going down on Middle-earth. I think he just found out what this ring is all about. The hour is later than you think. Sauron's forces are already moving. And Saruman is like, it's too late. Like, this is a foregone conclusion. I'm joining Sauron's side. And I thought it was interesting. Instead of uh, saying, like, that's an evil plan, Gandalf says something more along the lines of, only one person can have power, and he won't share the power. So it's not even, like, about good or evil at that point. He's, like, leveling with him and saying, like, you may think that's the wiser way, but even if you win, you're going to lose sort of thing. And he's right, I feel like. Yeah, his logic is definitely flawed in that. Mm-hmm. And real quick on the wizard fight, did anyone pick up on, like, the the squeaky, like, basketball court-like sounds? Yep. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh sneaks. <laughs> yeah, Gandalf got some got some new Nikes that he's trying out. Um, there's a like a quick uh, scene, not even a scene, just like a quick little vignette of where uh, Gandalf puts his hand on this orb and he sees like the eye of Sauron. Meanwhile, at the same time, Sam and Frodo are just walking through a farm, uh, a farmer's field, and. They happen to run into Merry and Pippin, and they're being chased by the farmer because Merry and Pippin are stealing all of his vegetables. It's kind of trapped in the tower and then attacked. Farmer Maggot. 
<laughs> I, is that what he said? I was wondering if that's what he actually said. It's his name uh, in that. Yeah, the book too, Farmer Maggot. Uh, but after that, they kind of take a tumble down a hill. And Brett, what does uh, Frodo get a sketchy feeling about in the middle of the road? Just to just to get off the road. I don't know. I don't know what he felt or heard or whatever. But he like they're all just blabbing about mushrooms and carrots and taters and boiling them and mashing them and stick them in a stew and then they all like just jump off the road just because Frodo's got a hunch that was just a detour a shortcut a shortcut to what? mushrooms I think we should get off the road Get off the road! Quick! That's a great disturbance in the forest. For sure. There's a classic camera move. It's called a contra zoom. And it's when you see, like, down the lane. And the way it works is you're moving a camera forward while zooming out. So it gives that, like, really distorted mm-hmm. look. And it's the way the Nazgul are coming, I think. I remember that from Mrs. Pyle's class. Yeah. And every time I've walked through a every time I've walked through a path with like trees like that, I think of the shot and that camera zoom goes off in my mind. Nice. Yeah, it's uh I would say it's like pretty iconic. I think that's kind of like one of the first times I've ever seen anything like that and it's like pretty commonly used now. It's a pretty cool effect that uh That's not like the jaw that's not like the jaw shot, is it? Where you like zoom out and push in or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is called, like that. But yeah. Uh, so here we're kind of like uh, this is a kind of our first encounter with the ring wraith. Uh, after Frodo warns them to get off the road, they hide underneath this tree. Uh, we hear a terrible noise from either the horse or the ring wraith. I think it's an absolutely terrifying noise. I think it's really scary, and I think it's like perfect for uh, this type of kind of haunting figure and it's like the first time we see a ring wraith jordan what does a ring wraith look like uh like a hooded death figure i guess <laughs> with that real yeah, cre- creepy like a, noise following them kind of like a gothic grim reaper type looking character he's got armor he's got a scary horse yeah he's probably supernatural it, it's interesting uh, when really- he like squeezes that like root of the tree like bugs and shit start crawling out like everything is like repulsed by it kind of mm-hmm. we talked about that shot too on hunt for the wilder people where the child protective services is leaning over while R- ricky baker and his <laughs> uncle hide <laughs> just like that it's become like a piece of pop culture brett what do you think about that spider <laughs> uh, I, I just i before it came up i said i told Brittany it was coming up and i said i'm pretty like numb to it and then I saw it and it caught me off guard and I didn't love it, but <laughs> it's not, it's not like the worst thing ever. So a quick question for you as a total aside. Um, if there's a spider in your place, who handles it? Brittany? Absolutely. 100% of the time. All right. Just wanted to know. Thank you. I do. I do bugs. I do bugs though. I do other insects. She cannot stand like June bugs or moths. Greater than or less than eight legs. One hundred percent. Yep. Arachnid duty. <laughs> For every moment we talk about June bugs, it's another <laughs> character in the Sumerian we're not going to get to. Let's go. <laughs> Is this Frodo's first O face of this entire series? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, underneath the tree. Yeah. 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 He's, this is like the, this is like his first, uh, yeah, this is his like first real encounter with like the power of the ring light of like mm-hmm. him being like totally overcome, not totally overcome because he doesn't put on the ring, but he can feel something about this. So, ring. so close. One of the things I like yeah. about this early movie compared to the later ones is Frodo. Cause we get to see like the true Frodo and you know, he starts to kind of degrade through the movies and get like taken over and overwhelmed yeah. by the ring. And I like this iteration mm-hmm. of happy Frodo. Yeah. Elijah Wood's eyes are just so bright and happy and cheery. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame he's like half dead at the end of <laughs> this trilogy. <laughs> Pippin tosses a bag or whatever and uh, throws off the ring wraith, and then they got to they got to take off for this ferry uh, to get to the inn. Um, it's kind of like their only shot to escape. Frodo barely makes it onto the ferry. They end up making their way to the town where. They're supposed to meet Gandalf at this inn, but they later find out that he's not there. Uh, Frodo has a, a really, I think it's a great line here, where he says to the the guy at the gate of the town, he's like, we wish to stay at the inn. Our business is our own. What do you want? I'm heading for the Bronson Pony. Hobbits? Four hobbits? What's more, out of the child? Well, you're tough. My business brings you to breathe. We wish to stay at the inn. Our business is our own. Which is, like, a really nice way to say, like, fuck off, dude. Just let us in. The guy takes it pretty well, too. Right, yeah, it's kind right. of funny. That dialogue yeah. and right. a lot of the dialogue is straight from the book. And th- I think one of the strongest things about the book is the dialogue. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love that too. The guy's like, it's fine. Come in here and smoke your hobbit weed. Yeah. No one's going to tell on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got that old Toby? <laughs> uh, so when they get to the inn, uh, the boys are getting lit by the fireplace. Uh, Pap, who uh, is kind of creeping on them in the corner uh, in this inn? And what's his well, business? What does he want with them? Well, at this point, we know him as Strider, but it's our boy uh, with the penis, Vigo Morgenstern. <laughs> Vigo Mortenstein? Vigo Morgenstern. But it's, yeah, Vigo Morgenstein. First of all, it's not his name. And I, speaking of like first times we saw this, I remember being like really confused on his name, Strider versus Aragorn. I don't know like when we hear his his real name. I think it's later on, but but yeah, he's watching everything goes down and. And, and I think it's like probably one of the most iconic and parodied shots, Mikey, when the ring like flies up in the air and like oh yeah, Frodo catches it on his finger, which is one of the most impossible things to do. And I've, and I've tried. <laughs> it's a one in a million shot, it's a Magic Doc. ring. It's a magic ring. <laughs> yeah, that's the ring's will, you guys. It's not like just pure luck. No, I'm not. I'm not criticizing. It's awesome. Like I said, it's iconic, and like I think it's been it was parodied so many times in the early 2000s. It had a huge impact. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's a classic. I mean, it was pretty iconic, and it's like in the trailer, I think. It's very important to the whole trilogy. Uh, but yeah, Frodo, when he, when that ring falls on his finger, he disappears, and everybody is like, whoa, what, what's going on here? And he kind of just uh, makes his way to the other side of the room where he takes off the ring. But while he's in like the void or whatever of the ring, he's 
does he end up seeing ring rays, like hunting him down or uh, d just hearing them or something? He kind of sets off a warning to the ring rays and they, they end up kind of uh, narrowing down on his location a little bit. Yeah, so what is happening here? Does he like light up on a different plane of existence here <laughs> when he puts on the ring? Does anyone have any insight to how that works? I mean, I think that's what they're trying to tell us visually, at least, because everything looks different. He's, it's all windy on him. The color tone is different. I think that's pretty close to it, Josh. I've always pictured it like one of those old Command and Conquer games, like Age of Empires or something, where the fog of war is on, and when he puts on the ring, like his little character icon lights up, and you kind of see in the immediate vicinity or something. Oh, like Age that. of Empires. Uh, so when Frodo takes off the ring... Uh, he's confronted by Strider, who uh, kind of throws him into a separate room and warns him about the power of that ring and if he has any idea what he's holding. And uh, Josh, do you? Uh, I don't want to go. I want to go to Jordan, but I don't know if he remembers. <laughs> Josh, do you remember what uh, Strider says to yes. the boys here? I'll take this, Jordan, because this is Thank one of my fuck. least favorite parts of the movie. Why? Because Aragorn is such a nice guy. It's so weird that his first line is, Are you frightened? Who are you? Are you frightened? Yes, not nearly frightened enough. I know what hunts you. It, it just comes off so weird. Like, dude, introduce yourself. What are you doing right yeah, now? Yeah, he's, he's definitely, like, putting on a voice, too. He's like... You will be. <laughs> <laughs> that is basically the line, though. It's very Yoda-ish. And, you know, Frodo has basically been begging for someone to help him carry this ring and find his way. So he's pretty trusting of Strider right off the bat when maybe he shouldn't have been. But luckily, it's the king of men, and he's all gold inside. Can you imagine how different this movie would be if it was Boromir waiting for him at the Prancing Pony? <laughs> he would have just like slit his throat and taken the ring. And we'd have, oh, come on. It is a gift. Uh, it is a gift. <laughs> uh, yeah, Strider war gives him such a such a terrifying kind of like warning about the power of the ring. He, uh, I don't know if he even makes it clear that he's not a bad guy that he kind of wants to help Frodo get to Rivendell or whatever but Frodo has no other choice but to accept his help because he's kind of desperate at this point and the ring rays are right on their tail uh the ring rays end up I don't they end up tricking the ring rays uh they stab a bunch of uh, very small child like child-sized beds feathers <laughs> and pillows so Dude, when they creep into the room it's really cool though man they fell for that shit yeah the music's cool it was one of the scariest shots, like the first time I saw it. But but yeah. on this rewatch, I think it's a little cheap that like as the Nazgul stab the pillow, we get a shot a shot of Sam's eyes opening wide, like yeah. he's the one yeah. being stabbed. Like it's it's a little <laughs> bit of an unfair mystery. But he could have if they were like next door, they could have heard it. Yeah. The thing is, I think they're across the street yeah. and looking at them right through the window, which is like. <laughs> which I always wondered, like, okay, they're safe right across the street. Like, <laughs> they're pretty close. Okay, that part, that part is pretty weak. But a shot right prior to that, where they're walking through, and the innkeeper is like, on his knees, crying like a little baby, is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> the guy at the gate, he's dead, right? Oh, oh so dead. Okay, that's what, I was, 
I always say he's dead, but I just want to like confirm. I mean, it's like fifteen thousand pounds that's just going uh, on him. So those ring rays, man, they don't give a. That's fuck. at least like that's at least like ten dire wolves. <laughs> well, it depends if, it depends if Josh is weighing those wolves. In an earlier part, they're like just riding through. I think on the outskirts of the Shire, and some hobbit is like out there with a the lantern, like, "Hey, what's going on?" And they just like slice him. Like oh, they yeah, don't even need to kill yeah. him; they could just keep going by him. They're dicks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the ring rays end up not finding the hobbits, and so Strider and the boys make an escape. And they kind of just end up on foot. Uh, they're kind of just walking the countryside. Um, Brett, do you know where they're headed and uh, what their intentions are of getting to where they're headed? Yeah, they're headed to Rivendell. That's where uh, Gandalf told them to go. And uh, but yeah, now they're. I mean, they head to. I think it's Weathertop just to get some higher ground. You know, they have to have the high ground. Everyone knows that. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, but I think they're just kind of trying to find a spot to lay low. Um, get, uh, Aragorn wants to drop him off, and then he wants to go looking around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're uh, ultimately trying to make it to Rivendell. Yeah, they're just uh, finding a place to camp for the night. Uh, the next morning, Pippin has a funny line about all the different meals. He asks, what about breakfast and second breakfast and Elevensies and all that Wait, stuff. that's way later, isn't it? No. No? Uh, I mean, yeah, but yeah, that's like pretty, that's like the very next scene. Uh, during this part, uh, we get a scene of Saruman receiving orders from Sauron to build an orc army. Pap, what is, uh, what are like the, the, the early steps of, uh, creating a massive orc army? What do they do with all these trees and what, what's the production procedure here for mining orcs? (laughs) Well, there's a hilarious little shot uh, right after I get those instructions of like the three orcs like shuffling in to the room that cracks me up every time it's really quick but like watch for it but I, I think so they're Urukai that he's producing and it's like a goblin orc mixture I believe and the advantages are able to like march during the daytime they seem to be like more ripped and a little bit more intelligent than your average uh, <laughs> average orc but plus five strength so <laughs> Pappy, orcs and goblins in the this thing, they're the same thing. It just depends on who calls them what. But I thought uh, that they specifically say that it's like a half goblin, half orc mixture. That's what Brittany, for... Brittany thought she said, too. I, I mean, I'm, I'm 100% sure that they say that in this movie. I don't know if it aligns with what Tolkien wrote, but that's the what's offered here. Movie canon? They're supposed to have human in them. Half orc, half human. and then The line is uh, they've... They've combined orcs with goblin men. So I assume it's like half go. goblin, half men, <laughs> and half, half orc. Bear pig? Oh, man, half, bear pig. It's, yeah. no, no, it's half man, half bear pig. Or he's half yeah. man, half pig, half bear pig. I think Pabby hit on the key detail, though. A huge downfall of the orcs in their pursuit of things is that they could only travel at night. So this new Urukai yeah. mixture ex- like could just travel 24 hours a day. Hmm. And the kind of a character difference too, like the Urukai are very serious and, and always treated very seriously. Where like the orcs are kind of yeah, jokey and more bumbling and stock. jokey meets back on the menu boys type stuff. Dude, he so. chokes yeah. he chokes one out right when he's born. He chokes one out, and Saruman's like, "No, it's cool. We can lose one." 
Yeah. <laughs> one line <laughs> in fight. this section that always stuck out to me is when they're like chopping wood, and one of them goes, he says, uh, "The trees are strong, my lord. Their roots go deep." The trees are strong, my lord. Their roots go deep. I, I don't know why. It's just like always been like a meme for me before memes. <laughs> the roots go deep. Their roots go deep. Yeah, so that's just like a little quick scene of what uh, Saruman is up to. Uh, meanwhile, like Brett said, we find uh, the boys sleeping in this watchtower for the night. And Merry and Pippin and Sam are cooking up some more spicy boys. <laughs> and they end up giving away <laughs> their position uh, to the ring raids where they're like surrounded immediately. Brett, uh, do yeah. you want to walk us through Frodo getting stabbed here? Yeah, sure. I I tried to watch this this time, like, try to do, like, a critic lens, and I was, like, so geeked up after the scene. I The scene blew me away. Like, I've always liked it, but them on, they're on top of Weathertop, and the, the hobbits are going to hobbit. You know, they can't, they know they're being hunted by unstoppable killers, but they're up there cooking sausages and bacon and tomatoes. <laughs> so infuriating. Yeah, it's it. They're just so oblivious. Put it even out. even Sam. Put it even out. Sam. Even Sam's part of it. It's crazy. Want tomato salad? What are you doing? Tomatoes, sausages, nice crispy bacon. We saved some for you, Mr. Frodo. Put it out, you fools! Put it out. That's nice. You know the boys stay strapped with bacon 24-7? <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Frodo's hobbit feet. You can just stomp on a campfire. <laughs> and totally yeah, they're like all leathery and hard and stuff. But I don't know if you guys watched it like this, but the music, when the, the Nazgul come up, the ring race come up, it's just so awesome and how they creep up really slowly on them. Man, I don't know. Um, yeah, they, it's almost like they come out of the ground, but they're really just like coming out of shadows and I mean, like, like surrounding them. They float too when they walk. They seem yeah. totally otherworldly. Just I and just remember thinking how cool it is with the it's dark. Um, just they're just creeping up. They walk like in step. Oh, I mean, they float in step. I guess you could say. Could I ask Corey a question in here, just based on that? Um, on your other movie podcast, you guys talk about the Terminator and like why he doesn't just like kill people right away, kind of sort of thing. Yeah. Where do you think like the ring wraiths fall on that? Because they're not necessarily giving a monologue, but they don't just go up and start chopping heads either. Yeah, it's that you know movie tension stuff. They can't just kill him, but I mean they should, right? <laughs> I mean, <that laughs> they just recklessly kill people all the time but they're yeah. pretty slow approaching when it comes to Frodo. I think when Frodo puts on the ring it like surprises or distracts them somehow Like a shape before, but like to your point, Brett, like I, that's always kind of bothered me because they kind of like gingerly dismiss the other hobbits. Like Sam kind of just gets tossed aside, and Merry and Pippin like 
form a wall and it's almost like comedic like the the ring rays like separate them like <laughs> one to each side mm. like, red rover so you think they should you think they would have just like sliced they them up just or what cut their heads off yeah like one big swoop of the swords and it's <laughs> no. over like, yeah, okay but they, uh, maybe they, they just way. probably just think of them as just being insignificant <laughs> so but that random hobbit out in the country super significant <laughs> fuck that guy. just so <laughs> just so significantly weak to them like they're not even bothered by trying to kill the hobbits it's just their um, their quest isn't what they're trying to get is in front of them I, I don't think they care about anything else yeah but they do seem like kind of uh almost like entranced when frodo puts the ring on it's kind of cool and then we see the effect of what frodo sees of the ring raids when he does put on the ring which i think still looks really really cool yeah, uh yeah, these guys yeah, look yeah. like mm-hmm. ghosts or something and uh like the cgi is pretty heavy uh during these parts where he's like in this void of the ring but i think it looks awesome i think it looks really these cool guys still. are terrifying yeah and then he ends up getting stabbed by this special ring wraith blade, uh, which makes him incredibly sick. And then, uh, big time O face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Joe, do you want to talk about that? I mean, this is number two O face. It's pretty quick. I'm surprised you could recover that the quickly. Refractory period doesn't exist in Hobbit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Stout hobbits. Well, they they do eat him? a lot, you know. It's fine. Um, who shows up and saves him? The elves. <laughs> no. Wrong. <laughs> Strider. Uh, Corey, who, who shows up and saves him? So Strider shows up the last minute. He's got like a torch in one hand and a sword in the other hand. And we see for the first time like how badass this dude actually is. He's not just some like yeah. rando. This guy has some serious skills. These uh, ring race have been like built up and they're heavily feared and they basically seem unbeatable but he can at least fend them off. Now, he doesn't actually stab any of them, which I think is noteworthy, but he kind of uses the torch, and they seem to have some kind of a fire weakness or something. He tosses it in one of their faces. It's pretty cool. And during this whole bit, and actually not even during this bit, but like throughout my life, I've kind of always had this question, which I'm going to toss to Josh and Brett. Who would win in a sword fight? Aragorn or Mad Mardigan? Mad Mardigan! Mad Mardigan! (laughs) Uh, definitely, Ar- definitely Aragorn. Uh, Mad Mardigan is the greatest be- swordsman who ever lived. Yeah, but he's not one of the Dunedain. But different, different man. But I, Mad Mardigan's pretty good though. Man, they hated Willow. Did you listen to the pod? They hated it. <laughs> yeah, Willow. <laughs> Willow fucking sucks. <laughs> Willow's awesome. Young guns hey. is cool though. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good question though. <laughs> Willow was a treasure. That's and, not uh, where I thought a, you were going. Was a by huge the way. inspiration for Lord of the Rings, is what I hear. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's favorite DVD. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was back when VHSs were a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. no late yeah Laserdisc something like that yeah it was <laughs> micro the extended edition was literally twenty VHS tapes <laughs> and you had to switch them out. <laughs> Uh, that pretty much wraps up my portion of this. Um, uh, after that, Strider makes it known that Frodo's pretty sick now after getting stabbed by this blade. They got to make their way. They got to make their way to Rivendell like immediately, or else he's not gonna make it. So uh, that's about where my portion ends. I have a quick thing, actually. 
And you guys probably already know this being big Lord of the Rings fans, but uh, I found it out Jeez. recently and I thought it was funny. So Aragorn, uh, played by Viggo Mortensen, he was originally going to be played by Stuart Townsend, which I think is a strange casting choice. And uh, Viggo was actually cast after they started already shooting for a little while. Just an interesting note Stuart I got. Stuart Townsend, who's that? You ever see Queen of the Damned? With the, with the Leo? Yeah, he was the main vampire, Lestat. Never heard of it. Interesting <laughs> choice. Mm. I'm looking at him now, he doesn't look like my strider. Hashtag not my era. <laughs> not my king. My brother. Oh, no, no, no. My friend. That wouldn't have been I don't good. know if I've seen him in anything. I, I, like, I'm looking through his... <clears throat> the name sounds familiar. Well, we would have all known him if he would have been choice. in this movie. <laughs> For sure, 100%. <laughs> The only the only thing I had, and we're not gonna do yes or no's in each segment, but Mikey, I feel like you got a really fucking good segment. Like this is like, oh yeah, peak Lord of the Rings. Like the shot with the the tunnel trees and weather top. This is the portion I remember most. And it comes in pints, like so many memes. Portion. Yeah, it's it's classic. We didn't so even, many meals. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the like wood elves that they just randomly see too. That's pretty cool. <laughs> What's going on there? Those guys are dead. It's sad. And they're just going to the afterlife. They're leaving. Yeah, they're they're leaving Middle Earth. They're like one, like they're getting out of Dodge because troubles are brewing. They're doing some elf shit. A mere mortal like yourself wouldn't understand. Oh, they're not. Mikey, dead? the elves have a different planet that they can go to that's not Middle Earth or something like that. There's a lot. Of, yeah, there's a lot of places outside of Middle Earth. I mean, that's where like the wizards came from in like the Third Age. Lower Earth, Upper Earth adjacent earth sorry this is a really stupid question is middle earth the continent or the planet middle earth is a state of mind <laughs> okay i think it's yeah i think it's more just like a dimension type interesting but yeah like they, yes. they i mean the elves are like untouchable where, where they go so like sauron couldn't come get them I mean, just nothing had happened to them and they live there forever must be nice to have an escape plan, Wood Elves. Not gonna let anybody else in on that. They do let people in on that. Josh, you wanna do the trivia? Or we can toss the spoiler man? Let's get into trivia then. Speaking of untouchable Brett, Christopher Lee, who plays Saruman, who are you talking yep. about? Um, he's kind of a badass, and he played Count Dooku slash Darth Tyrannus. Yeah. And I looked up how many midichlorians people thought Tyrannus had on three different websites, and I found an average. So, um, I was going to let the ring bear decide, but we'll go... Last time I went... Wait, wait, wait. Have we decided a punishment yet, Josh? What are the stakes before we move any further? Everything's changed now that Stevie didn't show up. I feel like he should be just punished. The world is changing. (laughs) Nothing has changed. We're thinking there should be a punishment, a punishment movie. The ring bearer picks for the golem. Yeah, you guys, I like it. Here, here, you guys think so? Here, here, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so furthest geographically away from me, I believe, is Kylo Ren. And since you do have to go first, I was gonna let you. Um, choose any other character in Star Wars and I'll tell you how many midichlorians they have. So kind of get a starting point. <laughs> okay. Uh, Yoda. 
terrible starting point. Seems as if Yoda has um, 17,700 okay. midichlorians. Huge props to Josh's research department for having all of the Star Wars characters' midichlorian estimates <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> That's impressive. Corey. I need to see the DNA results. Yes. For Dooku? Dooku. All right. Let's see. He says that he's stronger than Master Yoda at some point, so... Oh, maybe he's lying. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, was, what, what were Yoda's numbers here? 17.7K. Uh, Dooku's easy got 20K. He's got so many midichlorians, he's, like, fucking exploding with them. More than Yoda? He's got more than Yoda. Even more than Master Yoda? <laughs> I believe next would be Pappy. I'll say 19,999 <laughs> midichlorians. Jordan. Brother Jordan. 13,069 midichlorians. Nice. Good guess. <laughs> 13,069 that's really annoying to write down. Um, <laughs> Brett? Uh, can I get how many key a D Mundi has? <laughs> what about the droid attack on the Wookiees? That guy? What about Gronk? What about Gonk droid? <laughs> Garrett, the, the penis head. Owen Lars has 1,500, just so you know. But <laughs> Wait, is that canon? None of these are Am canon. I... Go ahead. Am I going to be able to get canon. my answer? Or... Yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, can I find out how many Kia no. D Mundi had before only I make the, no? that? No, that was only available to to Corey. Oh, the guy who knows Star Wars better than everybody else. Okay. Um, Jeez, you got the same info he did. <laughs> oh I'm gonna go with. And you're guessing last. Hey, Mikey, still gotta go. Sorry. I will take seventeen thousand six hundred ninety nine. Yeah. Love the 69s in there, Mikey. You are. <laughs> Last Darth Tyrannus. How many midichlorians does he have? Uh, I'm gonna use Darth Jar Jar as a baseline <laughs> for what I'm about to guess. Uh, wh- wh- how- there's no way Dooku could be more than Yoda. Isn't Yoda like super powerful? Isn't he uh, one of the best Jedi's? I gotta say he's lower. So I'm gonna say. Dooku is a broke bitch in midichlorians. <laughs> He's only got 3,500. <laughs> He's got around Owen Lars. He's got low T, low M. <laughs> um, okay, this math is kind of hard. I think I got it. <laughs> um, the actual retail price of midichlorians per Count Dooku Darth Tyrannus is... <laughs> Fourteen thousand seven hundred and sixty-six. Hey, that so, lying Jordan, sack of shit. Jordan, you got first <laughs> place in the full three points. Brett, you got second place, two points. Needed it. Patty, Big time. Third place, one point. Wow, this really <laughs> evens things. Corey, up. zero points, and Mikey get negative a point. You just went oh. too low. You just went Corey, too low. Corey, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> so is Yoda not a uh, very powerful guy? 
He's seventeen seven, and Dooku's four thousand less than him. Anakin's twenty thousand, right? Twenty seven thousand. Woo! Man, that's even more than Master Yoda. <laughs> yep. God. Damn. I got uh, Dooku's lightsaber tattooed on me too, so this is a extra sad Ooh. moment for me. Hey. It's, it's like the, it's like the, that's the one with the limp, the limp dick wrist. Right? Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I guess I could have just said limp wrist. I don't know why. Is there, is there a minus points for this, Josh, or is that only with the ring bearer? Only the ring bearer can do it, that. And sadly, like we said before, Stevie did not show tonight. So hopefully hopefully he's okay. Hashtag prayers for Stevie. Go fund me up soon. Yeah, I think that wraps up uh, part three of our fellowship Spoilers breakdown. Uh, spoiler man, why don't you take it away while we head to part four? Spoiler man here. Now you can check us out on Spotify. <clears throat> now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Sorry about that. Weird with the headphones. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Our Instagram is Podcast Spoilers. It's lit. My business brings you to breathe. We wish to stay at the inn. Our business is our own. All right, young sir, I meant no offense. It's my job to ask questions after night. There's talk of strange folk abroad. Can't be too careful. That was spoilers.